0: i'm talking to you on a subject, the subject the 13 life-changing do nots the 13 life-changing do nots usually we teach people what to do but today i want to teach you what not to do what not to do sometimes the things you don't do actually create space for you to do more Because there are things that you focus your energies on and they waste your time and takes a lot of things from you so i'm going to share with you the 13 do nots that will change your life the 13 things you should not waste time on you should not spend time you should not spend your energies doing Because they don't contribute to your life. They don't contribute to your progress in life. They don't support your Christian growth. They don't support your professional growth. They don't support the growth of your family. They don't support the growth of your finances. It does not truly bring growth to you. That doesn't bring success to you. And I want to share these things with you. How many of you are ready for this journey? how many of you are ready for this journey thank you Jesus so number one number one do not be wise in your own eyes do not be wise in your own eyes proverbs 3 and the verse 7 from the NIV do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and shun evil do not be wise in your own eyes Fear the Lord and shun evil. I believe that the highest form of foolishness is to be wise in your own eyes. You know, I am wearing a spectacle, but the glass is colorless. So I see you exactly the way you came to church. The color of your clothes, it is suddenly this way you i see you as suddenly the way you came to church if i remove this and i put on another spectacle that has the glass in it is red i will see you red if i change it and the cut the glass is blue i will see you blue if i change this and the color is pink i will see you pink but you are not really pink, you are not really blue, you are not really red it is the color of my spectacles that is actually defining you to me and we wear a lot of spectacles in life your experiences in life will put some scales on your eyes and blind you From certain realities. Because when I put on a red spectacle, it actually blinds me from a certain reality. Because I will see the world red. But in reality, the world is not red. It is my spectacles that is red. And there are things we go through in life that actually blinds us from reality. So you have a bitter experience with your stepmother or even with your own mother or even with your father or even with an auntie and then you form an opinion about women or men and you hold it very, very strong. You remember when I taught you about the 21 laws highly successful people obey. There was this particular law called the law of comprehension. Your understanding determines your undertakings. I explained to you that a lot of information are stored in our minds. Now, to make it easy for you to appreciate where I'm coming from, the can you rise, please? What is the color of the suit? Red why is it red why is it red you went to kindergarten and you were taught color red color red color red and that information is stored in your mind so immediately you see his sealed your eye sees the seal your mind tells you, it interprets it based on the information already stored as it being red. Now, if I came from another planet and this color is black, and I'm taught there that this color is black. Pastor Ebi is from Liberia. So, let's say in Liberia, this color is taught as red. And in Ghana, this color is taught as black. Pastor A.B. and I can make arguments, fight, disagree over one thing but those disagreements are coming because both of us are wise in our own eyes. The understanding we have about one thing is influenced by information already stored. Whether the information is right or wrong, once we have believed it, it influences our choices and decisions. If you heard about me, thank, thank you, sit Now, heard about me and people said, I am a good person, I'm a good person. Once you walk to this church, you see a good pastor preaching to you. But, if you heard bad things about me, once you walk to this church, you will see a bad pastor preaching to you. We all live in our own small world, and our own small world gives us our worldview, how we look at things, how we understand things. In most cases, what makes as fight are uh, opinions and beliefs themselves you have held on for so many years. Let me take let me get into politics right now. So the new patriotic party for instance is building toilets of uh, thousands of toilets and people are making mockery of them. But growing up in Adabraka, where most houses do not have toilets. And you wake up in the morning and you go to the public toilets. And there are about 200 people queue for to eat themselves. And you know how some of these toilets are very stubborn. They want to come immediately. They, they don't understand whether you are in the queue or not. They want to come for me, as a person who grew up in such a community, I look at the project themed toilets for all as a very important intervention. But for those of you who grew up in in rich homes and rich areas, that you grew up with your for instance, my children will not see the sense in building toilets. Well, all of them have toilets in their room. I didn't. So when I saw that intervention, I said, This is brilliant. But people are making mockery of it. In the same way, I grew up in Adabraka, opposite the mosque. And I see how Muslims prepare their dead. In fact, your friend dies in the morning. And by the time you hear and you rush there, he's already taken to the cemetery. Everybody in one casket. So if the NDC says that they are building mortuaries in Muslim communities, having grew up in a Muslim having grown up in a Muslim community, I understand why that is important for Muslims. But those who did not will make mockery of it so you see we live in our own world from our own opinions select what is important and what is not important and then we base our decisions and everything on them the worst thing that will ever happen to you is to believe that your worldview is the best and not open up for new information What you believe is the right thing to do is wrong for someone. So don't push it on anybody. Learn more. Open yourself up and learn more things from more people. But what is even important is that every human being, every human being your knowledge is so limited that even if I have thousand people sharing different opinions with me, it still so, would be so limited. Because none of the thousand people can tell me what will happen the next hour. That is why the best spectacles you must put on is God's word if your worldview is shaped by god's word and you look at things through the spectacles of god's word it helps you make informed choices and decisions in life i have built all my life all my life depending on what the bible says and it works it works it works So do not be wise in your own eyes depend on God depend on the Word of God depend on your relationship with God we started this year a lot of people started this year with a lot of ambitions who could have predicted that coronavirus will come in the first quarter of this year we know nothing we know nothing we are human beings we cannot even tell what will happen to us the next one hour that's why we must depend on God we must depend on the wisdom of God that's why we must build strong relationship with God that's why we must commit ourselves to the reading of the Word of God every Every day. Because reading gospel, the entrance of his word, brings light and gives understanding to the simple. And gives understanding to the simple. I've told you before I was growing up, everybody said I was a fool. Until I went to my hometown with my dad and there was nothing for me to do in particular. So in the morning, I served him nothing for me to do i read the whole new testament in two weeks the whole of the new testament in two weeks that two weeks of reading the bible changed my life the entrance of his word gave me understanding that understanding is what you need understanding based on god's word Not understanding based on experience you have had or what somebody taught you in school but understanding based on God's word. This is what will make you successful. Hallelujah. Number two, do not love sleep. Do not love sleep. Proverbs 20 verse 13 from the NIV. Do not last sleep or you will grow poor. Stay awake and you will have food to spare. There are a number of dangerous things to love. It is dangerous to love money. It is dangerous to love pleasure. It is dangerous to love yourself. It is is even more dangerous to love sleep. Because the Bible is saying that do not love sleep or you will grow poor. For me, whatever will make me poor, I don't go anywhere near it. I've been poor before and I know what poverty can do and one of the major causes of poverty is laziness that manifests itself in sleep now the bible did not, didn't say that do not sleep but the bible says that do not love sleep Now the people who love sleep sleep at the wrong time The Bible says, day that sleeper sleepeth in the night. Nobody sleeps in the day. <laughs> sleep is not meant for daytime. It's meant for nighttime. Let me tell you something. In the last 20 something years, I have never slept beyond six hours. In most cases, I sleep four hours. This dawn I slept around 4 something, almost 4 a.m., almost 5 a.m. from last night, praying for this service, studying for this service, getting ready for this service. Success do not happen to us. We happen to success. But success is costly. And one of the things success will cost, that success will cost your sleep. The last time I was watching Bishop Oedipo preaching after 60 and the man is saying that the longest I sleep is four hours. The man is there and he says you can come to my office midnight you will see me. I was talking to over 60 year old professor. I said, prof I want to come and see you. He said if you want my attention you either come to my office before 7am or after 7pm. Between those hours, you won't get my attention. When I put the phone down, called my wife, then we were just starting to build our lives. We were just starting this training and development programs and I wanted some advice. I just put the phone down and told my wife, look at this prof who is about 60 years old. He's asking me if I wanted attention, I should be in his office before 7 a.m. or after 7 p.m. What it means is that the man gets to office before 7 and leave the office after 7 let me tell you something God creates you and gives you time I've said it here I think last week or last two weeks that the only thing you have in common with everybody whether you live in America or you live in Ghana or you live anywhere is time and chance nobody has more than 24 hours a day nobody it is how you make use of your time that will determine how you become at the end of your life JJ Rawlings is dead the man will be remembered for how he used his life the same day that he died other men around his age or people even older than him also died nobody heard about them nobody did how you use your time is so crucial and so important and one thing you should not waste your time on is sleep are you here with me? but if you lost sleep it will lead you to poverty Stop fasting and praying for prosperity. And increase the number of hours you work. And see the results you will get. When we're growing up, we used to say, time is money, time is money. How many Ghanaians really understood time is money? Elder Sarah, an elder from our church in the UK. Will understand for those of you who have widely traveled and worked outside. You will understand what they say: "Time is money," because people are paid on hourly basis. So every hour you waste, you waste money. For people who grow up, who, who work in those communities, that's why people have three jobs. In Ghana, most people have half jobs. Some even quarter jobs. <laughs> in, in abroad people have three jobs because it's about the number of hours you work and some people work for 12 hours 12 hours as a country we want to grow and prosper and our public service, civil servants go to office 10am 11am and then by 2 they leave become prosper. You run your own company. You run your own business. When do you go to office and when do you leave the office? How many hours do you spend creating wealth? Building your life? Building your dream? People don't succeed because they fasted and prayed. Fasting and prayer gives you an added advantage it doesn't take over why, doesn't take over your responsibility it does not the poorest group of christians are the charismatics and we pray the most but we work less less that is our problem for all of you here who have just concluded that next year will be the year that you work hard next year will be this year coronavirus disturbed me and you have postponed push everything you want to do to next year I came to announce to you that next year is a continuation of your life it's not the beginning of a new life so how you end this year will determine how you take off next year please new year old year is only a matter of numbers it will just change from 2020 to 2021 your character will not change your work habit will not change your face will not change opportunities will not change nothing will change you won't wake up 2021 january 1st and then the weather has changed and then your color has changed and then suddenly your story has changed and then suddenly There is money lying on your bed. It will be the same world. It will be the same you. Please do not waste the last few weeks of this year. When you leave this service, go out there and make use of the time that is left. I've never had a holiday on the 1st of January. Because when I was a poor pastor, I, like, I just finished 31st watch night service. And today, I'm going to sleep the whole day. 1st January, I'm going to sleep the whole day. Holy Ghost came to my room and said, you cannot start, you cannot begin a new year with a holiday mindset. A holiday mentality you must begin with a work mentality. Go abroad and see uh, that Sarah, where you come from? is 1st January a holiday. Most people, it may be generally a holiday, but most people work. In fact, your, your income is doubled to come on the 1st January, to come and work. I went to a church, my first time in the UK, preaching on the 31st night. My anointing has come, 31st night, prophesying. People started leaving Church. Whilst I was talking, after twelve midnight, people started leaving church. I went to the pastor and said, "Did I say something wrong? Why is everybody leaving?" Said they are going to work. So close, let's go. Number three: Do not make friends with a hot with a hot-tempered person. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Proverbs twenty-two, verse twenty-four: Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Because anybody who is easily angered, anybody who is hot-tempered, is a potential murderer. Can hurt you anytime. So do not even make friends with the person. How much more marrying the person. If you're a hot-tempered person, you better start working on your temper. Because it will destroy relationships. It will destroy opportunities. It will destroy a lot of things in your life. Don't just go out there and say, ah, for me, I say the way it is when I finish saying it and then I'm fine. Please, don't say the way it is. Because the way it is, is you being wise in your own eyes. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with with one easily angered. Today is your friend, tomorrow is your enemy. The next day becomes a friend again, the next day becomes your enemy. You can't predict the person, you can't predict. You are always very careful what to say. I don't want to make friends with people that I'm careful when I'm associating with them. I'm too busy that in my social life, I don't want to get busy. <laughs> if Dr. Chase is my friend, Oh, chairman, ACN is my friend I want to be able to relate with them without any reservations because I'm so busy that I'm, my life is always reserved on my work when I leave work I want to be able to sit down and chat with people talk with people without they judging me so I have very few friends because they're the only people who understand why a bishop will watch football and scream "Go!" without judging Are are you here? The only people who understand why a bishop will get home and remove his clothes and be in only shorts and some small t-shirts and eat fufu the way I eat and chew all the bones. Only few people can. Only few people understand that the Noah in the ark is the same Noah in the tent. So even if you come to meet his nakedness, be careful how you talk about it. Are you here so so my my friends are very few but I enjoy them I truly enjoy them the next one please do not put up security for debts Proverbs 22 verse do not be do not be one who shakes hands in pledge or puts up security for debts when we came to Sprinter's Road there was a guy who was doing very well with us in the church really helping us then he came to see me that he was starting a business and he was going for loan not from the bank but from these individuals who give loans and they want somebody to guarantee and if you are somebody who is doing um, helping with your church if you don't guarantee they will go around and say oh pastor said this and pastor didn't so what did I do? Guaranteed, the person paid the first installment paid the second one by the third one, the person said the business he started, he was selling um, fruits they are all rotten, so he doesn't have the money to pay come and see, young pastor with my wife, we living in an uncomputed building me, I needed that loan to fix my own computer building. I didn't go for it because I didn't have the capacity to pay. Now somebody goes for it, and I'm the one who's going to pledge that if the person does not pay, I will pay. Then they come chasing me. said so I didn't have the money. And this guy was dodging. So I took the person to go and show the guy the guy's house. That the guy lives here. Do you know what happened? I was able to convince some people in the church that I betrayed him and that I brought the person he was owing to his house. And some people actually stood with him. Oh, pastor, didn't do it well. They were not answering the question. So how is pastor going to pay the debts for you? The man's church members are about 30 people and all all of them were construction workers. Everybody was poor. We were all poor people. A church of association of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor people. How was I going to pay? All our offerings were coins. And during those days, we used to credit hard chairs on credit and canopies on credit. And on, on Sunday after church, our offerings were not enough to pay for it. I was always in debt. I ran church in the negative. If, if during those days, if I spent 100 cities in running the service i got an offering of about about 40 cities i'm telling you so there was this woman i used to rent canopies from and chairs from in the community 18. i went there once on Saturday evening she said no i'm not going to give you you are owing me too much the whole night I had to roam go from principle. somebody showed me because church would not have come on and somebody showed me where i could rent those canopies and um, i went there negotiated that I will pay after service. I started building a new debt there. Because after service, I couldn't pay. I had to go and pay part of it. And after service, people will be standing and waiting for you for help. Because somebody will come to church with five children and say they have not eaten. And the offering cannot pour for the canopies and you still have to give that person something to go and eat. There were those days that people gave offering and took the change. Oh, I'm telling you, somebody will come with a paper, maybe one CD paper, he wants to give 20 pesos, So he put the one CD inside I will take 80 pesos from inside the offering bowl and walk away. Hey, I mean, we have seen things. And then I went to put up security for somebody. And the people were looking for, and church members will not sympathize with me. All they were talking about is, oh, the pastor is wicked. Pastor is wicked. Pastor didn't support this person. He is wicked. He is wicked. The assumption is that, and I was not telling people that the church was running in debt because you don't want to scare people away. That one day will be here. Kind of people will bring police to come and catch all of us. Are you Are you here with me? So please be very careful in life. Eh? Never go stand there and say I'm guaranteeing for somebody's debts. This is why it's not me teaching it. It's the Bible. Is teaching, especially if you are not sure of the person's financial behavior. You see, do not put your pastors in these situations. Do not get a police case and call your pastor to come and bail you. You are putting him in a very uncomfortable situation. I have had times where I am compelled to go to police station to go and bail people where senior police officers have called me and said, you're a young man building your church. Then I was a young man building your church and you want to take this risk? Let the person bring a relative. You go. They'll call me to their office and tell me, do you know the case? Do you know what is involved? I know that pastor in that wooden church at the roadside. I said, yes, I am. I say, said, why are you taking this risk? You came here to build a church. You did not come here to be building people and be signing bonds for people. <clears throat> Are you here with me? Do you understand? So, number five. Number five, let me quickly rush through this. Number five. Do not wear yourself out. And this one I'm very guilty. And I'm admitting it because mommy is here. If mommy were not here, I would not have admitted it. If I don't admit it, she will go home. She will say that, practice what you preach. So, (laughs) Proverbs 23, verse 4. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. I will truly wear myself out. I taught you not to love sleep, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't sleep. I told you I never slept until 5 a.m this morning. It doesn't mean you should do the same thing. Because from here, I'm going to eat some fufu and go to bed. So I know how to balance my my, my life very very well. <laughs> Listen. You must know when the body needs rest. And give it to the body. You must know when the body truly needs rest. Who is saying very important? You know who is talking. You know who is talking. But do not last sleep. I'm not saying go and sleep. I know people who do nothing, but they are always resting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew a pastor when we were by the roadside and we were living in that uncompleted building. All he did every morning was to come and see his wife off. And then he would pass through my house to read newspapers because every morning I had newspapers. He would come and sit down there, read newspapers, and i so would have breakfast with me. After two hours, every day, of, every day after two hours, he would, say, he would tell me, I'm tired, I'm going to rest. So I used to ask mommy, this man of God, what does he do? You, you sleep, you wake up in the morning, come and have breakfast with me, read the newspapers. After two hours, you are tired, you are going to sleep. You are going to rest. If you have a man like that who is always resting, can I announce to you, any young man below 40 who sleeps every afternoon is a lazy person, a fool, and if you marry that person, your life will be in a mess. Because around that time, you should be building a career. You should be thinking. ah, Your colleagues are in the office working. Whilst you are sleeping in bed, a man of your age is inside a galamse pit trying to get money to take his children to school. You are sleeping comfortably. So if I say, do not wear yourself out, I'm not talking about the lazy people talking about people who truly wear themselves out. It's not every tiredness that comes from wearing yourself out. Most tiredness comes from lazy attitude. Are you here with me? Now number 6 is very important. Do not speak to fools. Do not speak to fools. Proverbs 23 verse 4. I think that I think that the scriptures have mentioned some of them repeating themselves. I think my graphic designer repeated a few of the scriptures. Uh, the verses, the verses, but the words are of this thing. So look for them. Now, do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. Do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. have been a pastor for so many years. And I know how difficult it is to make, to make sense to a fool. I handled a very difficult marital situation. And the man was a top fool. I mean, when I say he was foolish, I mean very top, very top. Like, like a graduate. Like he holds, holds a PhD in foolishness. Spent more than four hours handling the situation that could have been dealt with in 20 minutes. Because by the time you finish speaking and you think everything is settled when the man starts talking it's as if all the things you said he never heard it. And then he raises this one I speak the woman accepts. okay for peace to happen for peace to come. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing then after the woman has apologized the man comes out with another story so after four hours pastoring is the most difficult job i'm telling you i really wanted to sack him from my house but i knew that when he comes out and tells some of you some of you will just judge me so this man was sitting down there and say this guy bah, if i we were not a pastor and i was a police officer or something if you have we come to with this case how do I would have just put you behind bars and locked you up there. I was just looking at the man and how he was fooling before me. No amount of words of wisdom would change him. Eventually, do you know what I said? I said, let's pray. Let's pray. And the prayer was a very simple prayer. I've, I'm, wet, I'm worn out. Four hours of marital counseling. I'm worn out. Say, let's pray. I said, Father, take over from here in jesus name i said i'll see you guys later bye bye then when they left i called the wife i said my dear you have to just pray for your husband this thing you find yourself in you will take only prayer because fools will scorn your prudent words in fact there are some fools here in this church that when i talk on i talk about holiness you go and sit somewhere and laugh Daddy say we shouldn't sleep with women. He doesn't you know he doesn't you know the way we feel, the way we they feel. Daddy said we shouldn't smoke. <laughs> this man. Eh? <laughs> if you know the smoker, why we go feed? Daddy said we if we not smoke weed. <laughs> then they are laughing at me. He said if we for not drink. If we show us where you know, we know for not drink, we we grew up drinking, we grew up drinking. Then they are making mockery of my holiness Samuel. Because you see, the message of the cross. Is foolishness to the carnal mind. So, so even in church, there are a lot of foolish people in church, I'm telling you. Because I cannot even believe why you go and buy cigarettes and they are written on the box, cigarette smoking is harmful to you. And you still are arguing that show me in the Bible where it is written that we shouldn't smoke cigarettes you are so arguing with uh, where is this written in the Bible that we shouldn't drink please, just go back home kill a fowl, take out the liver pour alcohol on it and wait a little see how the way it is boiling see the way it is boiling, that's the way your liver boils anytime you drink alcohol and if you are wise, nobody should tell you not to drink it see how your wife is fighting you not to eat at 10pm and how you fight back that you are a big man, you cannot be told when to eat and when not to eat you are not a big man you're a foolish boy because eating after 10 pm will kill you and you fight over these things common sense common things you don't understand it you have to fight you have to let everybody know that you are angry No, no, What I'm saying some women here—they understand that there are some husbands they can't even—they can't even have a normal conversation with them. Honey, I like men who wear suits. Can you can you please start wearing suits? Eh, eh, eh. You have seen another man, eh? You have seen another man. Honey, I don't like men who wear suits. I like men who dress smart, casual. So I want you to be very smart, casual. Eh? You think I'm a cobbler? Those boys in church who have been wearing those clothes. You like them, eh? You like them. They start fighting. You call the wife, oh honey, you're a very beautiful woman by your hairstyle. Uh-huh. I, I I said it. I said it. I've been watching you the way you look at the woman's hair in church. So you know, in the house, there's no normal conversation. You can't have a normal and a decent conversation with your spouse. Because where the thing will end up? Watching TV together. A movie. Interpretation of a scene. You You fight over it. That is why, when people ask you, why did you fight? You can't talk. Because you know the reason for fighting is foolishness. So you can't talk. Oh God, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be wise. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. I said, I've been a pastor for so many years. And I've spoken with wise people. And I've also spoken with fools. And I know how difficult it is to talk to fools, how difficult it is to make sense to fools. It's so difficult to just make sense. You know now, every meeting is on Zoom now. And I do these top meetings. A whole meeting to discuss a collaboration between two universities, a vice chancellor on the other side, head of this thing, top, top professors. And a whole meeting within 15 to 20 minutes understanding is reached everybody has a clear understanding sometimes they send me um an agenda for like nine things to discuss so i program myself for 2 hours so i and then in 20 minutes we are finishing cuz we are talking okay yeah yeah that's fine that's fine that's fine that's fine knowledgeable people wise people and i've been in zoom meetings where there's only one topic to discuss one agenda where everybody wants to show that he is the boss in most cases these people <laughs> who want to show that they are bosses they argue and argue and argue in most cases i'm the one hosting the zoom i'll sit down like this look at them whilst they argue three hours three hours when you come to my study, look at me and go down and send me text message, Honey, this meeting will not end. I will send back to her. I send back to her. Come and see them. (laughs) 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 Now, number eight, do not join with rebels do not join with rebels proverbs 24 verse 21. fear the lord and the king here fear the lord and the king my son and do not join with rebellious officials hey when you enter into a place where there's an authority submit to the authority that's how you survive respect people in charge of things fear the lord and the king in other words, fear God and anybody he puts in charge of you. Do not rebel against those. You see, you, see, you see, in this church here, in this church, like this morning. you see, you tell people, cover, I've seen it here. I'm standing here. I'm giving announcement. Cover your mouth. And the people are brought their thing like this. And they are looking at my face. Everybody, cover your mouth and your nose. Then they turn their face. They don't even mind. I think one of the services, Wednesday service, when we close the service people have dropped their things down and want to talk to other people i say please cover i'm standing here cover this particular lady and she's just here in front of me here and she's letting me know that i won't cover <laughs> i won't cover and there'll be a group of people like that who will say we we are not going to cover i hear people come to church they get there and they ask them to write their names they say last week i wrote my name why am i writing my name again last week i wrote my name why are you asking me to write my name again i said they don't live in this country where the condition under which government asks us to meet is that everybody that comes to church, every Sunday, they raise the person. So that in case somebody gets coronavirus, test for coronavirus this week, and they ask the person, where and where have you been? So I was in church, I was in the office. They know that in church, there were 300 and something people in church. Their names are this and this and this. So that for your own safety, they will come to your house first and test you. That one brother came to church and he had COVID. Or one sister came to church and he had COVID. And at that time, you were also in the church. And we feel that you may have come in contact with the person. So we want to trace. For your own self you won't write your name. Do you know why that person will not write the name? There's a, there's a spirit of rebellion in that person. So that person does, cannot take instruction. I know people who, who, who even their own bosses, bosses are, who pay their salary. try to prove to them that you don't fear them oh you 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 you're afraid of boss oh me i don't fear him if you like watch if you like watch it's foolishness to rebel against the king are you are you here so if you want to succeed in life do not join those who rebel do not join the rebels when you enter into any environment but i was i was in one church I, i pastored in one church when I got into the church there were this group of people that became so nice to me so very nice to me and their their niceness I started raising doubts because I'm a new pastor in this church this, this liking is too much oh they'll bring me gifts they'll come and visit me and then after a while when they have worn my heart or they have stolen my heart he started telling me something about my senior colleague who was the resident pastor. The founder of the church was outside the country. Started telling me all the evil things. Be careful about this man He's an underminer. He's this, he's this. He's that, he's that. One day, I called mommy. I said, no. This thing going on, I think there's something. Let's find out. And I got to realize that those group of rebels a previous pastor who was dismissed from the church senior pastor who was dismissed from the church they were they liked that pastor and this current senior pastor undermined that pastor and was sacked by the founder of the church so the group the remnants of that pastor who has left who were, who were left in the church their agenda was to make sure i also do to this man what he did to their favorite pastor so it isn't like they liked me I was just a tool in their hands. I was a weapon. If you are not a ghost battle-ass, you will be a human battle-ass. They will use you to fight their battles. You are coming for quarrels. that somebody called, don't go, don't go. And you see, last time we went, they, they, don't, they don't even care about us. They don't even care about us. Don't go, don't go. They're foolish. You also accept. They mean to own won't go. Somebody feels that they don't care about. You, you don't feel that way. So why is the person, why are you beginning to feel the way the person is feeling? Hey, are you in that church? Are you still in that church? Hey, we started it all, but we have left. Hey, that church, hey, That and then suddenly, you wise, grow up, do not join those who rebel. Can I see the next? Number nine. So, I'm concluding. Number nine. Do not exalt yourself. Look at this scripture carefully. Proverbs, Proverbs 25, verse 6. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among his great men. One of my sons, who used to be in this church, he's no longer here, was going through a lot of financial difficulties. And he had a product. And I knew a great man in this country who wanted that product. And if that great man bought that product, it could help that guy overcome his financial crisis. It could give him enough money to set up his wife, get a good place to stay, and start a business. So I went and spoke with this big man that somebody, one of my sons, has a very good product and I think you will need it. And that big man also listens to me very well when I counsel him He listens very carefully. And he has already discussed with me that he wanted that. He wanted my opinion. That's okay. God, my son, I said, let's go to see this big man. So we go there. Me, this big man, when I'm going before him, I put my hands at my back. I humble myself. When he has not asked me to sit down, I don't even sit down. I'm standing there. And I'm a bishop. I'm still standing there. So the man tells me to sit down. Then I go with my son from this church. Then we enter the man's office and immediately he changes, start walking like this. Hey, I said, What is going on? There was my hands at my back, he has one hand in his pocket, standing like, standing himself some way. Then the man looked at him, look at me, he said, Sit down. The minute he sat down, he crossed his leg. Then the, the, the man said, Oh, is that a guy you are talking about here? Yeah. okay so what do you have you know i am and all the things he was saying he was he was not (laughs) he was not and the man looked at him and put his two hands on the table like this and looked at him when he finished talking the man looked at me and said you know i'll see you guys later when we left in the evening he called me so who did you bring to my office that guy don't take him anywhere. He was going to exalt himself. One guy comes to my office too, and comes to the book he has written how to become a, a billionaire. The book he has written on how to become a billionaire. Then, young guy who, he comes to my office, he enters. You he, he tried to intimidate everybody at the reception. No, I'm in a hurry. I need to meet him. I need to meet him. I'm in a hurry. I need to meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tell him I'm here. Your appointment, you tell him I'm here. I didn't know him from Adam. The people in the office were intimidated. So they said, okay, let the person come. As he came, sat down, crossed his leg before me, and put the book on my table and said, I want to make you a billionaire. Then I sat back. I said, yeah, I'm I'm interested. I want to be a billionaire. Tell me. He said, this book contains all the secrets to make you a billionaire. And guess what? I'm touching you this one to read to become a billionaire. But the next one is that I want I want you to sell the books to all your students and I'll give you commission. Every book you sell, I'll give you this. So I said, So I'm talking to a billionaire because you wrote the book. Then he laughed. He said, God has blessed me. I said, There are three things that make one a billionaire your watch i said this watch is fake <laughs> you should have a genuine rolex and then i will know that you're a billionaire i said you see your your pen it's poor man's pen. You, you are having big pen in your pocket and you say you are a billionaire i said get up let me see your belt <laughs> the guy was looking at me i said you won't get up let me see your shoe I said, get out of my office. I said, any rich man, three or four things will st- let him stand out his pen, his watch, his belt, and his shoes. I said, these are the things that will make every rich man stand out. To all of you here who say you are rich, when we finish, let me see your belt and your watch. <laughs> and he stopped intimidating her with Chinese things. Nonsense boy. <laughs> I sat him out of my office. Do not exalt yourself before the king. Go there, humble yourself. There are places I go to, people I meet. Ah, and those who, who open those doors for me, when I thank them, they say, no, it's your due diligence. They believe that I can take this man to the president and he will not embarrass me. When I go somewhere with the Archbishop, I don't sit down until he tells me to sit down. I don't go there and start going like, yeah, I am we are all bishops and right? I no in most cases when you go to a big function he watch a lot of people you see me behind him because you don't walk on the same level with your boss Then they are like a, and in most cases he will look for me and say come, come, he will ask them to give way for me to come but after a few steps, I go back a little we went to this meeting and he was expecting me to share ideas because he believes in my ideas. But he spoke ahead of me. After he finished talking, he looked at me and said, I should talk. I didn't talk. So I said, Titi, Why didn't you talk? I said, Papa, when you finish, when you talk, it is finished. When you talk, it is finished. You go, it is son. He said, This is my son, you are different. You are different. Are you here? Do not exalt yourself. Humility will help you. Humility will help you. Never get familiar with any authority that God has set over your life. Never ever get familiar with from 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 who ordained me, my spiritual father, who ordained me into ministry. Up to now, when I'm with him. My hands are at my back i'm talking to him he's a very humble man you will not mind if i'm talking to him with my hands in my pocket recently he sent me to voter region i was not very well he gave me some few weeks notice i was not very well I had to open my mouth and tell him papa i am not well hmm. The mommy will always stand out. Mommy say, hey, between you and your father, I don't come in. Between you and your father. Me, I'm not coming in. You know you are sick. You know you are sick. You can't go. Some people, drove. dude, are you, the, you drove me. And you guys knew my condition when we were going. I said, hey, I just, up to now, I can't get familiar with him. You can never be a king if you don't honor the presence of a king. Are you here? Okay. So let me conclude. Now number 11, hear this. Do not boast about tomorrow. Proverbs 27 verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring. Do you know that if you wake up in the morning and you don't thank God and you don't pray before you leave your house, you are telling God that you know what the day will bring. So you don't need him. Now, do you know prayer is a symbol of humility? Prayer is a sign that you are humble. Prayer is a sign that you are telling God that you are not in charge of your life and that he should take over your life. That is the essence of prayer. How many of you thank God that you have gone through the whole day and nothing happened, your children have gone to school and they have come and you want to thank God? So the seventh December is our thanksgiving service. There will be a number of people who simply do not understand why they should give God thanksgiving when nothing has happened to them. But if you knew how many angels were on guard when you were sleeping, <laughs> so that God should just open our eyes to see, do you know how many witches and wizards from your mother's house and your father's house came together to kill you, an angel of the Lord intervened? You are a product of grace. Every day you wake up, His mercies are new for you. Every day you wake up, He has not dealt with you according to your iniquities. You would not have been here today. You could not have entered into this chapel if God had decided to deal with you according to your iniquities. That's why every single day of your life, you must worship this God and thank Him. Please, the next one, please. Let me twelve, do not be quickly provoked. Ecclesiastes seven verse nine. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit. For the anger for anger resides in the lap of fools. So I've dealt with this already anger anger is where resides in the lap of what? Fools. People who are easily provoked are foolish people. The next one please. Am I blessing you? And that's fine. So, finally, finally, the sermon is over. Mr. and Mrs. Bonnie are celebrating the anniversary. We'll just bless them and then we close the service. Verse um, Number 13. Now, do not pay attention to every word people say. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 21. Do not pay attention to every word people say or you may hear your servant cursing you. This is Copeland once again, and he went to ask, "Who do people say I am?" I guess he regretted. The gossip was big. Who do people say I am? So, apart from all your miracles and all the things, you fed five thousand people. People still say you are Elijah, you are the son of God. Ah, why? I came the storms. Didn't they see me coming the storms? Oh, people say that you are a false prophet. I walked on the water. Oh, people say that you are a carpenter's son. I called for Lazarus. Oh, people say that your your mother was a prostitute. You don't have a father. Then he stood there, you think. He was shocked. And he said, But who do you say I am? If you go out there listening to everything people say, you will hear your servant blessing you. Oh, if you like, let me let me start asking you people in this church what do the people in my house how have they been saying? They put a house and feed and clothe. Eh? If I start asking some of you, the people in my house have they been saying, I will hear things I don't want to hear. Or the interpretation people give to discipline is different. Are you here? If I go around right now, asking people, what do my employees say? I will hear something. I will hear someone cursing me among my employees. If I start asking people, what do the church members say? I will hear someone. I will hear people in this church that I've been a blessing to cursing me. So to enjoy life, close your ears and have fun. Life is short. Do not waste your time chasing gossips and chasing people who are talking about you. Have fun. People will talk about your marriage. They'll talk about your finances. They'll talk about the way you appear. They'll talk about your clothes. They'll talk about your hairstyle. They'll talk about everything. So if you want to you follow people, you will hear things. If you want to live long, do not pay attention to every word people say. Pay attention to what the Bible says about you. Do not pay attention to what... I'm telling you. Because do know that in a meeting, in a meeting where you are praised, nobody will leave the meeting to come and tell you that you were praised. But in a meeting where you are criticized, somebody will leave there and come and talk to you about it. Because for many people, news is bad news. They want you to hear, Oh, I remember when I gave a hundred bed facility. When I gave it out, I had men of God who never called me to say, oh, congratulations, my brother. My own friends, most of them never called me. But when people started to demonstrate that they don't want isolation center in their community, they started calling me. And do you know what they were telling me? They were telling, the opinion in the country was that I had done well. In fact, most people felt from the feedback I got from doctors and got from government positions and all those things, most people said ah, the after one month, people were still making reference to that hundred bed facility I gave and how the community is wicked and all those things, etc., etc. Et but you know there were people who were calling me and telling me all the negative things they had read. How some woman said I'm a wicked man. How somebody said I'm this. And I'm asking myself, these people who are telling me the bad things, didn't they hear the good things too? Somebody wants you to get hurt. That's why they are telling you what will hurt you. Not what will make you feel good. I watch people who always bring me negative news. Because if people have the courage to say something negative about me to you, you open that door. Then you were a suspect how was the person courageous enough to discuss me with you you were a suspect i am very sure that the disciples of jesus who said people people say you are this peter didn't talk because for peter nobody told him anything He was too committed to jesus so when jesus said so who do you say i am peter was the first to talk that our christ the son of the living god says flesh and blood has not revealed this to you all the other people flesh and blood spoke to them but you peter you peter god spoke to you you peter god spoke to you you peter god spoke to you you know something you are not an angel but you are also not the devil so don't listen to what people say build your life focus on your life focus on god what matters is god's opinion God's opinion because people can only judge you by your actual appearance but God will judge you by the heart God will judge you by the heart you are the only one who found yourself in that situation let other people criticize your decision don't listen to them don't listen to them do not listen to them don't let people line up to celebrate your pain They said those things to you because they wanted to cause you pain. They said those things to you because they wanted to cause you pain. And if you are feeling that hurt, they enjoy it. I am very careful about people who tell me things that make me feel hurt and make me become bitter against other people. If you are telling me and you won't let me ask him or her, Don't tell me. It is better to love my enemy because I don't know he's my enemy. Because Jesus commands us to love our enemies than to hate, than to put hate in my heart. This heart is tough for hate. Your heart, heart is tough for hate. People come to church, they close church, they call you and tell you what people said. People come to choir rehearsals, or prayer warriors meeting, or women's fellowship. And they call you and tell you what people said. People, and all the things they tell you are the negative things that were said about you. Those people, they are evil. Kick them out of your life. You want to be happy? Close your ears to people and open your ears to God. Then you'll be happy. Then you'll be happy. God bless you and thank you for coming to the service. The Lord honor you and bless you The Lord lift you and cause his face to shine upon you. Lift up your voice, begin to thank him.